it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 579 for January 23rd, 2019. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is singer, dancer, photographer, videographer, but not ice skater, Shai Yamini. How are you doing, Shai? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. So I'm teasing Shai because he was recently in an ice skating show, but he doesn't ice skate. Is that right? That's very true. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard enough for me just to stay standing on there. Um, but they did give me some special shoes. Uh, they gave me um, some shoes with uh, sandpaper on the bottom of it. <laughs> so I was able to walk on the ice and not make a total fool of myself. So explain to me again, why did they hire someone who doesn't ice skate to be in an ice skating show? <laughs> well, uh, they hired me to sing. And so um, occasionally I needed to go out onto the ice and um, sing while the dancers and the ice skaters were around me. Um, actually, it was it was pretty easy for me. I just had to walk on the ice. The dancers had to tap on the ice. And oh, you're that kidding. was crazy. Yeah. Every night I was watching them just amazed that they didn't fall over every time. I would bet. I would bet. Well, we're not actually here to talk about singing, dancing, not ice skating, photography, or videography. Um, I wanted to get Shai on the show because I saw him say on Facebook that he was going to take Facebook off of his phone. And I've been hearing a lot of people talking about getting rid of Facebook entirely, getting rid of different kinds of social media and the reasons they're pulling back. And I was I was kind of curious why Shai was doing this. But I also really want to talk about my thoughts about this, too. So this isn't going to be as much as an interview. It might actually be a therapy session for me to talk to what I've been thinking about it, too. You OK with that angle, Shai? Sounds good to me. All right. So describe first what you said on Facebook. What are you doing? Um, well, it came down to me wanting to achieve a few things. Um, and so taking Facebook off my phone was the end of the process of me figuring out what I wanted to achieve. And hmm. so um, what I realized was that I, I'm not reading that much. Uh, I used to be a voracious reader constantly on with multiple books all the time. Hmm. And the last few years, I barely read at all. And I was missing it. And I couldn't understand why I'd stopped. And hmm. so that was one, one thing that I wanted to change this year. And um, another thing I wanted to change was I found that I wasn't giving myself time to be creative. Um, I needed to give my mind space. Um, I needed to, to stop being stimulated so that <laughs> it could actually be creative. And, huh. um, and I found that I wasn't, I just wasn't letting my mind do that. Um, and I mean, another reason was <laughs> I really wanted to just, get away from a lot of stuff that was happening on my feed. Mm. Um, there was so much being discussed about anything from politics to um, people arguing about which camera system was better or which computer platform was better. And um, I was finding that um, I was getting a lot of very aggressive people with very strong opinions coming onto my feed that – weren't my friends, but were people my friends knew. So I basically oh. had these strangers coming onto my feed and just putting a lot of negativity um, towards oh, me. interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It, maybe not directed towards you, but ended up being in your brain? Well, um, a lot of the times they would, they would make direct comments at me about something that I posted. And I'm, huh. I don't mind having discussions, but as – it is in internet fashion. The they tend to hide behind their monitors and just come out very aggressive straight off the bat, and they're not willing to have discussions. They're more interested in just yelling their thoughts. It's interesting that you bring that up. I have one of the weirdest stories. Um, I know a guy on Twitter. I don't know where I know him from. I don't know how we got connected to each other, but we are on opposite sides of the political spectrum. And we continually have adult, grown-up conversations <laughs> with facts and data and opinions and discussion about it. 
That's we don't great. piss each other. It is the weirdest thing. Neither of us can explain <laughs> how it happened because we're like, okay, don't tell anybody about it, you know, because <laughs> it'll break it. You know, I mean, every once in a while, of course, I never fly off the handle. Every once in a while, he gets near the edge and I got to pull him back, you know, but but it, it is such a, a an unusual experience, right? Because you can't even talk about a camera without having people be angry with each other about it, right? Exactly, exactly. And it, it's it's... It's um. I think it's just the way it is now that when when we're behind a, a keyboard and a monitor, people tend to feel very brave about saying things that they would never say to an actual living human being. The flip side, though, is is so you and I see each other uh, if we're lucky once a year, maybe when we get out <laughs> yeah. to Las Vegas. We just got to see you and interview you at uh, at CES. Uh, you know, you'll come through town. We'll get to see you once in a while. But uh, but I get so much out of your feed because you you post links to just the weirdest things like, you know, <laughs> some origami painter person who creates dogs out of silverware. You know, they're, they're just these weird things, but they're always amazing. I mean, I really when I see you link to something, I always click it because it's always interesting. So you leaving Facebook diminishes Facebook for me. Oh, well, thank now, you. I, I'm I not trying to make it. you feel guilty, but <laughs> yeah. So if if we leave Facebook, how do we keep pieces like that? You know, how well, do we? I haven't left Facebook completely. All I've done is I've taken Facebook off my phone. So I don't have it with me all the time. Okay. Um, and that actually comes down to my, my final reason that I came to was um, it was just sucking up a lot of my time. Um, I was using... Um, yeah, um, when Apple came out with, was it Screen Time? Is that what it's called? Yeah. The thing that monitors you? Yeah, that was a, a bit of a rude awakening for me because I thought, oh, great, I'll set Screen Time as three hours worth of social media. And I'm like, wow, I would never fill up three hours worth of social media. In a, in a week, you mean? Well, in a day. In a day, okay. Yeah, and I found out that I was hitting the three hours every single day. And in some cases, I was hitting it in the morning. And so I would hit the uh, 15 minutes, like, let me extend to time for another 15 minutes. And then I'd do another 15 minutes, another 15 minutes. And each time my guilt level would rise because I'd realize I was wasting so much time. Um, wow. But it, it, the 15 minutes would go so quickly. And I wouldn't realize that um, I'd, I was just using it all the time. Um any spare moment I had, I'd pull my phone out of my pocket and check Facebook. Um, it was just, it just all added up to this ridiculous amount of time. Hmm. Do you find that you use it where just like you're standing in line at a grocery store and you're bored or are you interrupting other like actual enjoyable life events? Um, probably a bit of both. Um, I found that when I'm standing around and say a line um, for something, then yeah, I'd pull it out and I'd I'd scroll and look at it, um, and that doesn't bother me too much. It was a case of if I found myself just being idle for a, a moment, instinctively I'd just reach my phone and turn it on. I've tried standing in line at Starbucks and not looking at my phone. <laughs> I'm very rarely successful. If there's like five whole people in front of me. Mm -hmm. what, 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 do you, what do you mean not look at my phone? I, I got to look at my phone. What am I going to do? For, I mean, this is going to be like a minute and a half. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, uh, although I've signed off from Facebook on my phone, I still have Twitter and Instagram on Interesting. there. Interesting. Um, and I find that it's because I interact with those two platforms very differently than I do with Facebook. So talk to uh, what those differences are. Is it how uh, well, it makes you feel or what you do on it? I, it yeah, both. Um, Facebook is like a bulletin board where you can get sucked into conversations very easily. People can direct things at you. Whereas mm -hmm. I feel like Instagram is almost like a mural of images that I've just happened to walk past. And occasionally mm -hmm. I'll go, oh, that looks pretty. And I'll click on that and see the little story behind it. And But there's no real reason for me to start a conversation there's no real opinion it was more a case of here's a snapshot of my life 
So it's that reason that I don't understand Instagram. And when I say that, I sound like some old lady who doesn't (laughs) understand technology. And that's not what I mean. I don't understand the appeal. And and I've talked to my my niece is really into Instagram. And I've talked to her about a lot of times because I don't understand why you would post there if there's no interaction. To me, I thrive on the interaction. (laughs) And she said, when I scroll through my feed, it's my happy place. Yes. Um, it's a bit of a double-edged sword though, um, because I find that, um, Instagram is used as a way of taking a snapshot of your life and going, here's a wonderful moment. I want to share it with you. And, um, so yeah, when I'm scrolling through, I'm basically seeing, oh, it's a beautiful dish created by this chef that I follow or, um, on my photographic Instagram, I follow a lot of different photographers. And I'm like, oh, a bit of new work that they're doing looks amazing. So it's great for me to look through these things. On the flip side, it really is almost like, um, what is the place where the Stepford Wives were? Where oh, everything oh. is perfect. Uh, <laughs> I want to say Wisteria Lane, but that's a different show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was just they called it the Stepford, Stepford Wives. But yeah, it's this plastic yeah. universe that isn't real. Exactly. It's it's a place where it's very easy to start realize, start thinking that everything around you is perfect. Therefore, why isn't my life like that? Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of the two double-edged side of it. Um, whereas one, it's great to scroll through and see all these lovely things and people smiling and happy and, and everything is great. And occasionally people will post something that's more um, insightful and deep. But Instagram isn't really for that. Well, it hasn't, it's not from the people I'm using it with. But it's got puppies. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you and just followed like puppies and kittens, I think you'd be okay, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm also, I don't follow everybody. Um, like even among my friends on Facebook, I don't have all my friends on Facebook on my Instagram. Because to be honest, not everyone is very good at posting on Instagram. And so I don't want my feed to fill up with that. That is, that is exactly true. Is I'll, I'll see suggestions and I go, yeah, I follow them on Facebook. They are not that good. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't get rid of them on the other. Well, I also get tangled of, okay, I go over to, I forget about Instagram. So I've, I've been, I even put on my homepage. So I'd remember to go there instead of into Facebook. And I'm like, I already like that picture over there. Do I have to like it here too? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem to be as much about the likes, or is it? The little hearts? Uh, on Instagram? Yeah. Uh, yes, actually. Um, <laughs> well, at least in my industry it is. Uh, it's it's, a, it's a, a sad state of affairs when they, the industry, performing arts industry, um, start inquiring about how many Instagram followers you have and how many Twitter followers you have, and that will have a bearing on whether they hire you or not for a new project. Oh, wow. So yeah. it matters a lot. It can. It's it's something that I haven't really got into. Uh, the newer generation of actors coming through um, are really pushing very hard on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, hmm. Facebook, not so much so, but Instagram and Twitter to get the followers up because it's free advertisement for the people that hire you. Interesting. I, how do you tell? Is there a way to tell how many little hearts you got on a photo? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I can't ever um, find that. <laughs> uh, when you now um, I'm being the old lady who can't figure out Instagram. Yeah, I think it actually says a number. Like when you click on the image, and it should have a, a number of how many people have liked it. That's what I thought, but I don't see it. Because I, I, when I look at the uh, at the list, like if I click on the little heart at the bottom, I can see this one. I took a. I happened to see the um, Shagalicious car from. Uh, Austin Powers on the freeway yesterday. So I took a picture mm-hmm. of it and I can see a whole bunch of people have liked it, but I can't see how many people have liked it. I can see just, you know, so-and-so liked it, so-and-so liked it, so-and-so liked it. But if I click on the image, I don't see a number anywhere. Hmm. I'm doing it wrong. Well, it could just be <laughs> not many people are liking it. Um. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying I, I can see in the list, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, like, I don't know, 20, 25 people liked it. Um, I wonder no if it, it's part and when it gets to a certain number. For example, um, oh. one of the photos I posted, it, it says, liked by this person and 62 others. Okay. Um, yeah, I see that so, on Facebook. So uh, yeah. getting into so the metrics, the- there was a whole other angle of the anxiety I get about 
about Facebook. My uh, daughter, Lindsay, has been teasing me about this, but I started trying to figure out what causes a high number of likes. And I, I developed a theory that, that uh, babies, babies mm-hmm. get you a lot of likes, uh, puppies mm-hmm. and dogs, cats, not that much, but dogs will get you a lot of likes. If you can get a dog and a baby in a picture together, you're doing real good. <laughs> if you can throw an old person in there, like I posted a picture of Steve's mom and dad with uh, with uh, my grandson, and man, that one that one blew up. That was huge. Mm-hmm. And then I figured out if you tag certain people, like tag my niece who's got like 168,000 friends on Facebook, it also goes to the roof, even though these people don't even know me. So I, yeah. I started teasing her that I was just going to tag my niece in all my photos, but. Then one time I got, I, it was a picture of me and Steve and Tesla and it did really well. And she goes, yeah, mom, you're old people. That's why I got a lot of likes. <laughs> but, but I find myself obsessing about that number and that isn't healthy at all, right? No, not at all. Um, I mean, I, on Facebook, not so much for me, but on Instagram and things, I, um, I've done my best not to get wrapped up in the whole, how many people have liked my images. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it is. Um, I mean, that's actually one of the problems that um society is facing right now when the young kids if they post something and they don't get multiple likes within a couple of minutes they think something's wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and- have, have you seen black mirror <laughs> yes yeah so i won't, don't want to do any spoilers for the audience but black mirror is a horrible horrible show that i loved <laughs> every single episode of uh but there's one where society is uh the structure of society is built on how many likes you get in everything. Mm-hmm. So you go talk to a barista and you're rude to him and he gives you three stars. All of a sudden your social standing can change and it can affect things like whether you can rent a car, whether you can get on a plane, what kind of job you can get, who your friends are. And, uh, and that, that is the natural progression. And we're actually starting to see that in uh, China's doing uh, a mm-hmm. thing on that, right? Where they're giving people social scores. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, it's interesting. I mean, it's also one of those things that, um, I'm not sure who it is. I think a senator who's running for president is looking at a, a similar system. Nothing no so nefarious, but a merit-based system that can be actually um, looked into to benefit the societies. It, <sighs> it's a very interesting idea, and I can see us moving in that direction. Um, yeah. But at the same time, That's it's terrifying. a lot of work. Um, <laughs> it, and it's like with me in my industry where I'm saying that if I – if you don't have a certain number of people on your social media, like Twitter or Instagram, you can actually put your job at uh, at risk. Um, wow! Even A list stars, uh, they were complaining about it recently. Um, oh, what's her name? The one from Game of Thrones who's playing um, is it Phoenix oh. in the X Men film? Anyway, she I think I think she was making a commentary on it once too because she was inquired about it. And someone asked her about it in an audition. She's like, "Well, why should it matter?" Yeah, really. You haven't it's, seen my work. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And some of the time now, it's um, it's getting to the point where the work doesn't matter if they can get free advertisement out of you to bring in more people. Hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it's it's the industry's way. I mean, they do that with celebrities into shows as well. They pull someone who is a great performer, a recording artist, into a live theatre show, and it gets bums on seats, but they blow their voice out after, you know, three, four weeks because they just don't have the skill level or experience to maintain the voice of such a long time. Oh, but they had a lot of, uh, a lot of likes on Instagram. And so mm-hmm. that brings them and, in. Oh, that's yeah. so weird. And so we, we're moving towards the black mirror world already um, in subtle ways that we, it's, yeah, it's already happening. Yeah. One of the things I think about now is that, I've started to look at the world kind of through a lens of how would I describe that? Like I was on the beach and I saw a sunset and I could hear in my head, that's a great shot. Mm -hmm. That isn't a great shot. That's a great sunset (laughs) of which you could take a shot. And, Mm -hmm. but my brain is changing. I'm starting to look at, you know, I think of something and I think, wow, I really need to tell someone this. Mm-hmm. This this little thought that's in my head, that must be posted, it needs to be. So do I put on Twitter? Is that one good for Facebook? Where should I put that? You know, mm-hmm. like, like you can't have a thought that isn't expressed. Yeah. Cleverly. And it's interesting, though. It's, it's almost one of those things where now that we've got the outlet to share, 
we feel an urge to share with everybody. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, I mean, let's say you saw the beautiful sunset and you go, well, this is so beautiful. I want to share this moment with others. And right. so that's, that's kind of the nice side of this type of thing. You can go, wow, I just saw this sunset that it's a fleeting moment, but by sharing it with you all, I've managed to capture it for all time and we can all visit it again. Yeah, I I think about that. I, I follow a lot of people on Facebook who live near me and mm-hmm. there are very rarely beautiful sunsets in Southern California, which isn't a lot of people don't realize that. But if you don't have clouds, it's mm-hmm. really hard to make beautiful sunsets like, yes, yeah. the sun was up and then it wasn't there anymore. That's pretty much our sunset. So every once in a while, the sky will be filled with clouds and you get this amazing sunset. And then I feel competitive Because I'm trying to post a better picture than my friends of the exact same sunset because we all live near each other. I know what (laughs) you mean. That's not healthy, right? Yeah. I did the same thing with um, uh, the moon, the the blood moon just recently. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone was sharing it and I managed to snap some some shots of the, um, the moon. And it's one of those things where... I share it if people inquire about it, but at the same time, you don't. I don't want to impose the image I took onto people, going, "Oh, you took that photo. Well, look at mine." And shy, I absolutely noticed that because you commented on my shot, and I thought, "Wait a minute, shy would have taken a photo." So I went looking for it, and it's like, "Oh, dang, his picture's way better than mine." And I'm okay with that because you're a really good photographer, and I'm not, but. It, it, I, I absolutely noticed that you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. also thought it was funny. A bunch of people. I, so I took a picture with my my big girl camera for those who are listening. And, uh, you know, it had a 300 millimeter lens on it. And I spent a bunch of time, you know, working on it and get, you know, pulling out the trees that I had in the foreground and getting the stars to show and getting rid of some noise that shouldn't have been there. And and, and you know, dimming down the moon so it wasn't blown out, did all this work. And I posted and other people posted pictures from their cell phones on my feed. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Mm hmm. Yeah. But glad you enjoyed this, this seeing the blood moon, you know. But th- yeah. that whole thing is, th- what did I get out of that? I spent all this time not watching the moon because I needed to get a picture too, right? Mm-hmm. The, the first time I was I- fortunate um, I, when I was doing the photo. Um, well, first of all, it was freezing here. I was outside mm-hmm. all rugged up. And um, I actually ended up... Um, uh, drawing a, a small crowd of people that lived around me um, to me and they were inquiring about what it was I doing and I then I was able to tell them about the the blood moon and what it was all and how it was a wolf moon mm. as well and all this all the details of this particular astrological occurrence and they got really interested so I was showing them in my camera and taking some shots and it was actually really really nice um, by doing this one little thing um, I was able to get people excited about what was happening, whereas they were just walking by, you know? You know, that that's really interesting because we've had a couple of experiences like that recently. Um, there was a uh, Falcon 9 rocket launch off of Vandenberg down at the beach, and Steve and I went down to uh, to try to get pictures of it and try, you know, try hopefully to see it, and he was doing video. And um, when we first got there, there, we saw a lot of people walking out onto the pier and the parking lot was kind of crowded. And I thought, you know, my first thought was, are they here for the rocket launch? No, that can't be it. Hardly anybody would know about that. But they were. They all went bananas on the pier when this happened. But Steve and I were down on the sand, so we weren't part of the crowd. So fast forward, uh, it, it happened to be a spectacular launch because of the angle of the sun. The sun had set, but it lit up the the uh, plumes. It was really amazing. Um, so about a month ago or two months ago, there was another one going to be launched, uh, but we thought we could probably see it from a nearby park. And we went over to the park and we waited and Steve was watching, you know, listening live to NASA channel, NASA's channel and, uh, or one of the feeds and found out that the, the launch had been scrubbed. So we're like, oh, that's a bummer. We're walking back and we found people in our neighborhood standing on the sidewalk, looking up at the sky. And they they said they saw us with the camera. They said, "Oh yeah, do you hear? There's going to be a rocket launch." And we had to tell them that it was it was scrubbed, and they were all sad. But we found other people in our neighborhood that we had never spoken to who were excited mm-hmm. about seeing this thing. Yeah, so isn't that great? I love that. We've now started to to tell our neighbors who both have little kids when it's time to go outside, like when there's a really good um, 
uh, International Space Station sighting going by and, you know, get the kids excited to say, you realize you're watching a spaceship right now. Mm-hmm. So that's, <laughs> that's awesome. I know, I know what you're talking about, about that, getting to talk to people about what cool things going on there. Yeah. But maybe I should just well, do that and not post it, though. <laughs> you know, send it to a couple of friends. Yeah. But then you sort of feel like, did it actually ever really happen if there's no social <laughs> media presence? Yeah. Uh, one of the things I think I would miss a lot uh, if I left Facebook, well, there's two two big things, but the the smaller thing is I've gotten to know some of my cousins that I never mm. talked to as an adult. I've met them once at a reunion, maybe 15 years ago, and I've started to talk to them and they look awesome. And I think I'm going to go visit them this year. That's amazing. Actually, I, we've got a, a, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, but I wouldn't have known them at all. You know, it wouldn't have occurred to me to do that. But I see like my one cousin, she's always like in, a, in an inner tube on a river. I want to go do that. She's got a beer in her hand. I want to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, my family has the same sort of thing. Um, actually, my wife, Jess, she, um, she was put in contact with her father and her sisters. And that came out, uh, that came about because a director that I was working with was friends with a girl in England who knew about the fact that they had a sister somewhere um, and saw a photo on my friend's feed and said that kind of looks like what she would look like and contacted my friend from across the world and reconnected. And that's how my wife uh, reconnected with that side of her family. And that's oh how she met her gosh, father for the first time. Chills. That's crazy. Yeah. So if it wasn't for Facebook, the chance of us knowing Jess's father would have been very slim. Wow. Yeah, that's, that beats my cousin in the inner tube with the beer story. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm competitive about everything. <laughs> the other thing about Facebook is I really like the Facebook groups, um, in particular, the Nocilla Castaways Facebook group. It's... It's so fun to have a community. Yeah. Where, I mean, by by opening the Facebook group, I was admitting that Facebook was going to be here for a while and I was succumbing to mm-hmm. the pressure. But at the same time, people are already there. Mm-hmm. Having them have a place to go and talk to each other and get to know each other is really important to me. I really like the group as well. Um, and even though I don't have uh, Facebook on my phone, uh, I still access it on my computer. And so I, I go to the group all the time. Um, yeah. On the flip side of that, some of the companies I work with, they're using Facebook groups as a way for, to get us information about our shows, about hmm. rehearsal times or changes. And so for me to actually receive any of that information, I have to go into Facebook. Oh, and wow. I'm not sure if I like that because for me, that's a social aspect, whereas business should be email. And um, mainly or because Slack I like the, or something. Right? Well, I like um, I like email mainly because I like the paper trail. I like right. the fact that I can go back and they go, oh no, this didn't happen. I went, oh no, actually, on the email it states this, 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 this. Whereas on a social media platform, it just gets lost in this stream that happens. And the other thing um, is your email is universal, right? You're mm-hmm. not making someone make a social choice about their own privacy. When you demand yeah. that they go through Facebook, yeah, that that's a that seems like a misuse and a misunderstanding of what Facebook really is. But the thing is, though, a lot of the people that were doing this, they're of a younger age group. They're they're up to thirty years old, and so for them, Facebook is their social media platform. That's their life. They live in there. So right. for them to, they don't have the separation of business social type thing that that we do um it was just a logical extension for them because they would never dream of taking facebook off their phone mm. <laughs> and so you know, i asked my yeah. daughter about that my daughter's uh 30 or 31 31 mm-hmm. i think and uh i asked her whether she knew anybody who was quitting facebook and she said no and yeah. i hear people pretty often at least trying to whether they're going to succeed at it or not but they they want to they're trying to i think it's because we know what it's like before we had all this yeah <laughs> we know better i yeah a young friend of mine posted on facebook that he was quitting twitter because it was evil 
<laughs> and I just the irony of that just I just couldn't stop laughing. It's like so you put that on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't hate Twitter at all. I don't feel any compelling need to to leave Twitter. I do well, follow a lot of politics too, but I, I sort of feel like that's where my primary up to the minute news is coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Twitter for me, I don't mind either uh, because it really comes down to who do you follow. Twitter is <laughs> Twitter is a byproduct of your own making. It could be anything you want it to be. So if you want right. it just to be kittens and puppy dogs, then <laughs> that's all it is. But it it really comes down to if you're going to follow someone who's going to cause some controversy, then expect controversial things being talked about. Um, yeah, I don't mind Twitter because it's it's a stream. And very right. little of it is directed at me. It's just kind of there. And I'll just dunk my head into it occasionally and see what's happening and then close it. You know, um, that's that's exactly the way I describe it. I feel like it's this – I follow a lot of people, and so it's a massive amount of information going by. So I do just duck my head in the stream, look around for a few minutes, and then I pull back out. And I don't feel like I'm missing it when I'm not there. Yeah, and I think it's because it's it's different in a way that I feel like it's more open, whereas Facebook, it's my bulletin board. Instagram, it, it's my mural. You know, it's they're, mm. they're mine. And that, I think that's also why I get annoyed when people come in and hijack conversations and things where I'm like, I get it, but you also realize that you're on my wall. And Yeah. Yeah, whereas Twitter is not so much. Twitter is like, it's, it's like being in... Trafalgar Square in London, where you you shout your political views to anyone who walks by. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting description of the difference. I hadn't thought about. I haven't really had people writing things on my wall that would be annoying in any way, unless I started it pretty much. Mm-hmm. So you describe the people that aren't friends of yours, but they're friends friends of friends. Is that why? Yes, they're friends of friends, and therefore they've. I mean, I can change the settings, yeah. but it it sometimes it can be interesting um, seeing what friends of friends discuss. Um, it also is a very interesting way of gauging my friends, mm. um, because I tend to. <laughs> I, I I tend to look at people by the people they associate with. And so if I have someone and, and like most of my really good friends, I would be very good friends with all their friends as well. Whereas there are some people where I'm like, how are you friends with this person? <laughs> and what does that say about you by maintaining friendships with these people? Like, do you follow these things as well? Like it, it gives me a different insight into people. And that's also why I'm I'm very quick to delete people off Facebook as well because oh, okay. I think people will do the same thing with me too. I'm like, well, if um if if I look at people by who they associate with, then people do the same thing with me. And so, yeah, I I find I I don't need such negativity in my life all the time. And unless I have to work with this person or I'm around them all the time then there's no real need to have this person in my life just to have an extra number on my friends list. Uh, like I don't, I don't see the point in that. I don't need a, th- a hundred thousand friends. Like I don't need that. I remember a long time ago when I first met Steve, he described people in two categories. They're either sources or they're sinks. Mm-hmm. When you talk to them, do you get energy or do you lose energy when you talk to them? Mm-hmm. And and I think that's kind of what you're poking at there. And I've, I, there's a few women I talk to at the gym and in real life, real people, and they're just acquaintances, but there's a few of them that's just like, man, I just, when I see you, I just start smiling and I get more energy and I'm excited after I leave. And we, we only talked about, you know, your orange tree or something, you know, <laughs> and, and it's surrounding myself by those people who are sources rather than sinks is, is part of my life philosophy too. Yeah. No, it does. It changes the way you view the world as well. Um, yeah. If you surround your, yourself with successful, high-energy people, then it gives you the drive to be successful and high-energy yourself. 
I was thinking about your um, what you talked about at the very beginning that you wanted to be able to read more. Are mm-hmm. you finding that you're reading books on your phone now that Facebook isn't there? Was was that the idea? Um, I actually carry my Kindle around with me. Ah, okay. And uh, yeah, because I actually, it took me so long to get on the Kindle bandwagon. And I don't know why it took me so long, uh, because I love it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, I carry my Kindle with me. Um, and so when I've, when I feel the urge to actually pull my phone up to read social media, I actually just pull out the Kindle and read a, a paragraph or a, a chapter of um, of the, I think I've got 30 books on my Kindle right now in basically in a queue to be read. Oh, nice, nice. You know, that is a, that's a, I'm glad you brought up the Kindle because that's a, a non-obvious difference what reading on a Kindle is versus reading on an iPad or an iPhone. I had the Kindle app on my iPad and I thought, well, what do I need a Kindle for? Got the Kindle mm-hmm. app, got an iPad right here, 9.7 inch screen. This thing's great. Oh, look, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I've come to realize I'm, I really suck at resisting temptation. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of like if you're trying to not overeat, cut the sandwich in half and put half in the refrigerator, even though you know you could go get it, now you won't. But if it was sitting on your plate, you're going to eat the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. So and on, put Twitter on in phone, that box over there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've turned all notifications off because I found that whether I was being notified for an, well, um, for some things I do, but um, for example, if I'm getting notified by social media, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, your immediate instinct is to click on it and see what you've just been notified about. And usually it's nothing important, but it sucked me back into wasting time. Yeah. Yeah. The the worst I can do on the Kindle is look up the definition of a word. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, as far, that's as far as I can get away from actually reading. Yeah. I, and I mean, I've I've gone down the rabbit hole of looking at a book and then going, hmm, what else has this person done? And then going on the Amazon store and looking at other books. And so I've I've lost track of time like going through other books that I wouldn't mind reading. Mm. But it's still kind of part of that. I'm not yeah, I'm not being drawn away into this abyss of social media. <laughs> You're still into reading. So how do you, I, I, I know we're going off tangent, but I told you that's what we were going to do today. <laughs> um, I have really missed the social aspect of reading. So I I go to the gym all the time and I have this friend that would say, here, read this book. And she always recommended these books that were nothing like anything I'd ever read. And I could mm-hmm. just trust that if she handed me a book, it was probably pretty good. And I read yep. some of the so many books I never would have read because they weren't in a genre that I was used to reading. And now I don't have that because nobody can hand me a Kindle book. So how do you find books to read? Um, well, either I'll purchase them myself if I really trust the person that recommended it, or I actually um, sign up to the local library. Okay. And um, the library... Um, here, I'm using a service called Libby. I think it, you can get yeah. an app for it as well. Right. Um, but what I found is certain books, um, actually quite a lot of books, I can have it sent to my Kindle. It's almost like they've got a link up with Amazon where if I borrow it from the library, it will send me to the Amazon page and then that will let me borrow it from Amazon and it will go onto my device, but it will still time out like a regular library book. Yeah, see, that's why I have a problem with this. I read before I go to bed, so I read about a page and a half a day. (laughs) Maybe if I took Facebook and Twitter and Instagram off my phone, I'd be reading a paragraph at a time when I'm standing in line, though. Yeah, I'm reading so much more. Um, I'm reading a book at the moment, and last time I checked it, when I was on social media, I'd managed to hit 20%, and it was taking me forever. Mm. And now it's been... about a week since I've been off Facebook on my phone and I've basically almost finished this book and I'm only reading it while I'm walking the cats, which is also a bizarre thing. But <laughs> yeah, Shai isn't like regular people. He ice skates wearing sandpaper shoes and he walks his cats. <laughs> um, the, the, so the public library thing is, is really cool. And I have seen that it's uh, for people looking for it. It's libbyapp.com and it's for libraries that work through overdrive, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have done that, but it, 
and and that's a cool way of knowing about uh you know renting books instead of buying them but how do you know what to read who how do you find out about books that you want to read um i ask people um the last cast that i worked in i had a couple of people who were voracious readers as well and i see them engrossed in a book on their kindle and i just ask them what are you reading and uh, they'll tell me their books that they're reading and what they've just recently shared and um, a lot of the time i'll get recommendations from from that and then i'll recommend books that i like and and then we basically pull out our smartphones and write a list of all the books (laughs) that we need to download um but yeah, it's, I, um, I don't have anybody to talk to about the kind of books I, I've tried to say to people, hey, I just read this book. Like I just read a couple of really good books by a guy named uh, Andrew Maine. Um, mm-hmm. And but the way I found him was I was watching a daily tech news show and Andrew Maine was on Tom's show. And Andrew Maine had a picture behind him, a, 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 a poster about his own book. And I thought, uh-huh. well, that guy's pretty interesting. I wonder what his book is about. And just based on that, I bought his book on the Kindle. And it was fantastic. It's about a uh, a, a really nicely flawed main character who uh, understands biological systems and accidentally ends up tracking down a serial killer. And as soon as I get huh. to that part in the story, when I'm describing it to everybody I know, they go, oh, I don't like that kind of book. And I'm and I'm hoping that by sharing a book, they're going to say, oh, you like that book. You'd like this book. Only it mm-hmm. just drops like a stone when I say serial killer. Um, and I don't just like serial killer books, but. Uh, it's- yeah, well, um, I actually well, I I got a lot of my books that I read was um, from uh, Adam Savage's podcast, Still Untitled. Hmm. Occasionally they'll do a book review, like they'll talk about a book they've just read or like. A while back, they mentioned one called Seven Eves that I just went, it's this amazing um, sci-fi book about the colonization of an asteroid. And um, it was amazing. And But it's because they discussed it on the podcast and they were all saying how good it was and they were convincing the other people to in the panel to read it so they can have a full discussion about it. And so... Um, that one they they did uh, a breakdown of the Martian. Um, oh, and like that's quite a the only book yeah. I've ever ever read twice in one year. Mm-hmm. Love that book. Yeah, I read the book and then I listened to the audiobook. Oh, <laughs> it was I loved it. And the movie's amazing. And the movie's great. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, I and that's a great podcast and a few other was that I um, I listened to make recommendations. Um, my mother's a huge uh, resource for me because she loves reading. Actually, I think. What does she like her. to read? Maybe I need to hang out with mom. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she's um, got a huge range. Um, she loves reading everything from historical um, fact or fiction, all the way to sci-fi. Um, oh, nice! Our discussions of sci-fi are fantastic. Um, and then she also loves. Um, Books like um, there's an, an action book like it's by a guy called Matthew Riley, who's an Australian author, very very young, um, and his books are basically like action films uh, in written form, and a few of them are like Indiana Jones. He, he goes searching through um, ar- archaeological digs looking for certain artifacts, and so really um, visually stimulating in your mind these books, and so. We sort of read all these books, and when I get a good book, I'll send it to her, and she'll tell me to read The Alchemist or something like that. And and so we we go backwards and forwards um, recommending books to each other. Yeah, I I think what I'm missing is the the personal connection to do this. I I understand one of the ways you can do it is with uh, Goodreads, Mm -hmm. is a a social network for people who read, but you have to put a certain amount of energy into marking down what books you've already read and what you liked and didn't like in order for yeah. it to start to know you, which makes sense. Yeah, I couldn't quite get into Goodreads either. I want Plus, to, it doesn't. Though. It didn't seem to work well on my Kindle either. Like, it, mm. it's all integrated into it. But the actual um, using it on a Kindle didn't work oh, well. Oh, I haven't tried that. Was I find it on, on, the, on my phone, the smartphone, the, the Goodreads experience is a much better experience. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it's just because it's a Kindle's not designed for that type of thing. It's yeah. designed for reading books, not interactions and trying to type things. And <laughs> it, yeah, 
Yeah, I um, I I think I I need that human interaction though. You know, I mm. need to. I need to know the other person to know whether I can trust them, whether their book recommendations are any good. I did go yeah. through and spend a lot of time uh, rating the books that I'd read on the Kindle. And I, uh, I think I never went back it was part of the problem. Yeah. looks like, wow, it looks like I got a bunch of notifications I should be reading in here. <laughs> I, I've had a few friends who um, on Facebook do a shout out saying, Hey guys, I'm in the market for some new books. Send me your best um books in this genre or any genre and um and usually it comes back with a massive list from friends so i mean mm. that's a good thing about facebook is um you do that and yeah they got a, a easily a list of 50 60 books that they'd never read before and um See, then i'd yeah. be overwhelmed i need like two <laughs> you send me 60 i'm not reading any of them yeah, hey, well, that's that's when you get people that you trust, and you sort of go, okay, I like your opinion, and I can, I, I know you better than everyone else. So right, I'll trust that's your what that's what you got to have. Did um, have you ever heard of the Australian writer uh, Leanne Moriarty? She did. No. Uh, they made a movie out of uh, a TV movie out of one of her books, Pretty Little Lies. Oh, okay, yes. So, which was a a good TV show. The book is phenomenal. She, I, oh, I would call her books chick books. Uh, because they're they're all women in Australia, but they're um, she has a horrible habit of starting you from one perspective of the way you look at a situation, and by the time you're done, you're on the other side of it. And there's no way you would believe that that you know you could you could resonate to that character. There's, it's not possible. Uh, the hypnotist love story was my my favorite. That was just it was it was bananas. When I was done, I was like, "How did you do that? How did you get me to the other side of that?" Hmm, interesting. Really, really interesting. But uh, anyway, well, th- this certainly took a, a different turn. I had a feeling we we would. Shia and I talked for forty five minutes before we started recording. <laughs> we can talk about absolutely anything. But I appreciate your insight on this. And uh, I don't know. I gotta. I gotta think about how to to pull back. I think. I think it I need to stop tricky. contributing. Actually, I think yeah, that's my problem. I'm- is I have my excessive need to contribute. I have had my moments of withdrawal where I've really wished it was on my phone. Um, but to be honest, I'm I'm kind of glad I've done it. It's going to take me a while to get used to not having it on there. And maybe when I get to the point where I don't care anymore, I might put it back on. <laughs> Just, um, oh, I can have one drink. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that I'm, I still um, access it on my computer... Um, and and I can access it on um, web browsers on my smartphone, but the experience is horrible, which is great because it stops me from using it for too long. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's so integrated into our lives now that I'm I'm seeing some of the pitfalls of totally pulling myself out. Right, and it's um, maybe that's the way yeah. to meter it though. Is to, if you get it off your phone, it's not it's not part of your bloodstream. Hmm. It's it's a separate being instead of part of you, right? Exactly, exactly. It's 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 like weaning yourself off coffee. You don't realize you're hooked onto it until you stop, and then you realize all the side effects you get from it, which you can't get out of it. Well, I sort of feel like we should check back in with you in a year and see how you're doing on this. Definitely, <laughs> see how many books I've read by then. All right, Shai, uh, you have such a big presence in so many ways. Uh, would you like to tell people any way to see what you do, contact you, follow you on Facebook, uh, yeah. Twitter, well, um, Instagram? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm on Instagram. I've got my personal Instagram, which is uh, Shai underscore Yamini. Um, I'll put I will it, spell I'll, that I'll let you put in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my Shai is in S-H-A-I. And underscore Yamini, Y-A-M-M-A-N-E-E. All right, and I got then that. If you, want, if you want to see my photography one, add another underscore photography. Um, so they're my two Instagram feeds. And um, I'm pretty much shy Yamini everywhere. Uh, Facebook, it's probably not the best place to get in touch with me now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should leave that one off. Uh, what about, yeah, what about do- Twitter? Uh, Twitter, Shyamini as well. And um, if you want to see my website, um, my um, performance website is shyamini.com. Very good. 
Well, thanks for coming back on the phone, on the uh, on the show again. I really appreciate talking to you. This was really interesting. I think you uh, you helped me find a bunch of different ways to think about this. <laughs> it's my pleasure. We could just talk on forever. After I got done recording with Shy, I asked his permission to insert a little bit of the song Hallelujah that he sang on the ice show that I was telling you about. It's not the whole recording, but it's enough to give you an idea of what an extraordinary performer Shy is. I won't do my traditional outro after this. It just isn't going to sound right. But, you know, click the links, go to Patreon, stay subscribed, all that stuff. Now, let's listen to Shy. I heard there was a secret chord That David played and it pleased the Lord But you don't really care for music, do ya? Well, it goes like this The fourth, the fifth The minor fall and the major lift The baffled king composing Hallelujah Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. But baby, I've been here before. I've seen this room and I've walked this floor You know I used to live alone before I knew you And I've seen your flag on the marble arch Love is not a victory march It's a cold and it's a broken 